podcast audience. Welcome back this week. Uh, We're talking about money today, ladies. Money, money, money. And it's just, I feel like an important conversation that we need to dive into. We're here with Patty Handy today. Patty has an extensive background in this, but we're going to introduce Patty the way we always do with her character traits. And we're going to go through the talking points and learn more about her and how she got on this path of, of, of and passion of working with women, um, particularly women that are single, divorced or widowed. But I think this is beneficial for women across the board about finances, getting comfortable with them. And what really attracted me to Patty is that self-care is an integral part of her financial help, which is you don't see that a lot. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk to this woman and have her on the show. Patty, welcome so much to the Field Podcast. Thanks, Melissa. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Patty describes herself as someone with compassion, integrity, empathy, and a passion to help women. And that is what she's doing today. But we're going to talk, start, dive right into that specific talking point of ours that you address in your work of how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you and why you find it to be such an important part of the work you do. Yes. You know, the self-care piece is so traditionally difficult for us ladies because we are going in seven gazillion directions, right? We've Mm -hmm. got between kids and parents and school and work and just everything in life. We all have that busy, crazy schedule. Um, And we oftentimes take care of everyone else first. We don't don't prioritize ourselves. And, you know, we hear you know, so, so often that we've got to fill our own cup before we can fill others. Yes. And we, we, we know what we should be doing. We just don't necessarily apply it because we're yeah. so busy taking care of everybody else. Right. So it is, it is so important. And it kind of parlays into that kind of, it does parlay into the, um, you know, financial health, you know, our mm-hmm. physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our financial health, all that is part of our world. And it's, yeah. it, it's, it's one big circle of what we are. And that's why it's so important to focus on that. So yeah, self-care is, is the, the, you know, the first module in my program. It's let's, let's get, let's get us righted up. Let's get us on track before we talk about the mechanics of everything else. I love that. That's such a beautiful approach and not something you see a lot in the financial world. That's not something somebody talks about. When did it become, when did it become that thing for you? And from a personal standpoint where you knew you needed it for yourself and you also knew the importance of attaching it to this work you do. I think it, 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 uh, the, the, the seed was planted, um, well, I should, you know, the seed was planted decades ago, really, when I was going through my divorce. Um, yeah. My son was 18 months old oh, and wow. I was uh, just, you know, like every divorce, you know, emotionally distraught and, mm-hmm. you know, fearful and, you know, all the, all the emotions, the gamut of emotions that happened. And I knew that I couldn't take care of my son um, and everything else that I needed to take care of without taking care of me. 
Um, yeah. And I didn't always take care of me first. I was I was very consumed with making sure that he was okay and mm-hmm. making sure that you know I had an income. At the time, I yeah. left the corporate banking world, and I had my son. We had been trying for five years. Finally, got pregnant mm-hmm. with Petro, and so I was like, "I'm going to stay home with him. I've got to figure out a way to make this happen." So I was just you know nose to the grindstone, just you know trying to find work and just getting all that in order. And of course he, you know, was my first and foremost priority. Um, so the, the self-care didn't always come, but I knew I had yeah. to, do it. I knew I had to find a way and find a time. So, um, I was always a big proponent of working out. That was my sanity. Mm-hmm. When I didn't exercise, I was a little feisty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If you feel it in everything. <laughs> you do. You, you really do. I mean, it does ripple out into your, into your world if you don't take care of, uh, of you and that, and that physical, that taking care of you can look like a lot of different things. It could be, yeah. um, meditation. It could be prayer. It could be taking a walk. It could be talking to a good friend and having a good conversation. It could be playing mm-hmm. pickleball. It could be, you know, whatever it is that you do yeah. uh, to just fill up your, um, you know, fill up your, your again, your cup. Yeah. Um, that's where we need to start. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love how you've, you've had that experience yourself and you've worked and molded that into this important work. And this goes right into, um, you know, confidently setting boundaries. You know, you became, uh, you know, so many, you became a single mom. I'm sure you work with a lot of people that move into that space. So those boundaries where you are creating that space for yourself, and that's hard to not feel guilty about that. But talk to me about what you've learned about boundaries over the years. Yeah, it's it is important to set boundaries without feeling like you said that guilt. We feel like oh, if we should be taking care of our kids right now, or we should be, you know, the the woulda shoulda couldas just yeah eat it us. And um, it is about really prioritizing and blocking that time out, setting those boundaries to okay, if I've got to get you know, whatever the situation is, if I've got to get my kids up and out for school at, you know, 730 in the morning, maybe I've got to get up a little earlier, you know, half an hour earlier and my alarm for five o'clock. So I have an hour of complete time for me and just dedicate that time. And when the kids come home from school and they're doing their homework, you're like, kids, I'm going to, you know, take a 15 minute time out for mommy and I'm going to go step inside my room, stay focused on your homework, you know, whatever that is, but let yeah. the kids know, because I think it's important that we, we show our kids that we're taking care of ourselves because Absolutely. that shows them it's so important to take care of themselves when they, you know, grow up and become, uh, you know, and not even when they grow up, but just, you know, this is, this is how we do life. Right? Yes. Yes. That modeling is so important. Yes. Our words are just words if they don't see it being practiced. I, right. I love that you touched on that. It's so important. Right. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health, you talked about early, you don't get that work it in feeling feisty, but also financial stress takes a toll on oh, our yeah. mental, emotional and physical health. So talk yeah. to me about that tie in with all your own life and your work. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll share a funny, not funny. It's not funny at all. I'll share a story that is, is somewhat, uh, uh, intriguing, I guess is probably the word. Um, shortly after my divorce, probably a couple weeks after I remember distinctly laying in a fetal position, just sobbing, thinking, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? I've got this little, you know, toddler, um, I'm not working, um, you know, and then the, the, the missing of the marriage and, and all that, mm-hmm. that happens. And I remember just laying there 
just distraught and this weird download, I call it a God wink, um, mm-hmm. came into my mind and it was, you're going to be okay because you know how to manage your money. And oh, at the moment wow. I wasn't even thinking about the financial piece. I was just thinking right. about, you know, my son and work and I just, it was, it was weird. It was a very random thought. And, and I thought, okay, well that's very strange, but okay. Um, and I, that was kind of when the seed was planted. And that was again many decades ago, um, and I and I remember you know months later when I was coming out of the fog of, of everything, and I thought I'm going to somehow do something in my life where I'm turning this experience around, and I know other women are 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 feeling lost when it comes to, to money, when it comes to investing, just what to do. And the biggest thing that I hear, I mean, I, I spent many, many years as a mortgage advisor and then more recently as a financial advisor. And the, the, a lot of the common theme was, um, I don't want to run out of money. Do I have enough? Mm. I don't want to be a burden to my kids. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't understand this. This is scary. Um, they're, they're embarrassed. They, there's shame. Um, mm. And some of those emotions, and, and I just, you know, it was, it was over and over and over again with these conversations. And I, um, you know, this is a judgment-free zone. There is no shame in yes. this. There is no need. You weren't taught this in school. You didn't learn it at home. You know, I don't understand or speak French. And it just because I never learned it or, you know, it's like, if I never learned right. it or heard it at home, why would I know it? Right. Right. So um, the good thing is you're on the journey to now mm-hmm. become empowered. You are beginning to learn. Uh, you know, the mechanics of money. And um, it's just about learning it. Once you learn yeah. the mechanics of money and you, and you learn some of these steps, then you've got it. And that's great. And then you can teach your kids and how amazing yeah. that be. Yeah. So, I, yeah. That, all those tie-ins. I love that. And you said empowered, I think. And when you feel empowered, that is very calming, I think, to, and yes. into your system. Yes. Yes. When you, when you have that sense of control and that stability, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we as women all want security. We want that stability. We want to know that everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to our, our kids. Sure. And I, um, I mean, that's, the, that's a core need for us, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's food and water and shelter and, <laughs> and yeah. seriously. And when we don't feel that, um, and typically the financial piece of it is the weak link, Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, it, it, it's frightening, but when we do get that and we have that financial confidence, it, it is a game changer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. How do you find, cause you, I'm sure you deal generationally with women. I mean, single women, um, those that are divorced may be in various stages of their lives, but then also the widowed, you may deal with some older women and the gen, you know, you and I, our generation was just kind of that first generation where there was even a possibility that women might make more money than their partner if they're married. And it still wasn't prevalent, but it was the first time it was even a possibility, but still not the norm. So, right. so that generation even ahead of us, how is it, how, how do you, do you have to differ your approach with the different generations? Because we're just really, I feel like my, I have daughters in their twenties and they're, very mindful of being financially astute, but I feel like they're kind of the generation, first generation of women that are really taking ownership of that. So talk to me about how that is. Yeah, I think that we are starting to see um, some states 
begin to teach the financial literacy in schools, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do see that this is among the 20-somethings um, and 30-somethings that there is more empowerment. There is more discussion. It's more discussed openly. Yeah, I, I think with our generation, I'm a boomer and mm-hmm. my generation was, you know, you don't normally talk about it. My parents yeah. did discuss money and um, I come from a family of five kids and my parents were, if you want something, you've got to figure out a way to get it yourself. So I was entrepreneurial, very, very young. I, Mm. funny story, I actually, at the age of nine, um, I started my own little candy business where I, (laughs) I, I sold candy out of my garage because we lived up in the, in the hills, um, if anyone's familiar with the Los Angeles area, which is where mm. I'm out of, okay. I, we, lived, we, we lived up in Sherman Oaks, which is about three miles away from any any stores. So sure. we couldn't like just run, you know, run our bikes to the, the market easily or walk to yeah. the store. And I thought, well, if I love candy, I'm sure other you know kids in the neighborhood do. So I I would go buy you know bulk candy with my mom when she went to the store, and then I would sell them to the neighborhood kids. <laughs> And then, and then I graduated to ice cream bars. Oh man. My parents had an outside refrigerator and freezer. And so I stored my stuff in there. Um, But I, I, I digress for a little bit there, but the the, the story was about just when you, when you uh, have to find a way to make your own money, you get creative and you, and you to do that. But uh, back to your point, I know I sort of uh, went on a tangent. No, I love that background though. A little squirrel. But um, (laughs) in any case, I think that, um, Yes, generational. We we are seeing things differently. When I was a financial advisor, we had clients in their sixties and seventies. You know, typically husbands took care of the money, and mm-hmm. they just let them do it because they were comfortable letting the husband take care of it. And then lost the spouse to a, a passing, typically sometimes divorce, yeah. and and were completely overwhelmed. Had no idea yeah. even where statements were, even idea you know what were invested in. Just didn't have a clue as to anything, mm-hmm. and was um, you know gosh, talk about just being in a place of fear. It's like- Exactly. We fear those things we don't know because it's right. terrifying. Right, right. And then how do I take care of this money? And the, you know, we as advisors you know, ha- handle that for them. But for those who aren't working with a financial advisor, um, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. And I'm so glad to see the progress. But yeah, I mean, different, depending on who you're working with, you have to be like, okay, at what sphere are they in? What what was their right. background in this? Oh my gosh! But such important work. All right. Thanks for sharing on that. I I appreciate that that insight. Okay. Um, how can you're doing this? So your work is a model of this. But talk to me how you got to this space. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier. I think I have an idea, but this will give you a chance to elaborate on how we can support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically. Um, you're doing that, but talk to me about your journey in that. It, it was a journey. And, and I think in time, we each step into our greatness based on our, you know, personal journey, our personal path. Um, I, I think it's important that we surround ourselves with, with individuals who support us emotionally and mentally. Um, and that we just, we are, are, confidently stepping forward, even when we're uncomfortable. So it's about right. being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, right? Right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't coined that, that, that saying <laughs> I've heard that before. I'm not sure who coined it. So I'm sorry, but, um, it is about just doing things afraid and mm-hmm. moving forward. 
and mm. taking those little baby steps to to learn whatever you have to learn yeah. um, and and be judgment free i think we as women especially mm. we tend to judge ourselves really hard we we yeah. uh, and i'll speak for myself i i always um and as i've gotten older i've become less of this which is good um i i i I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself. It's like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I should, I should do this. And, and another kind of ironic story. Um, I was the one in my marriage who managed the money and did the investing. And I was the one who understood it all. My ex-husband didn't understand any of it. So he'd let me handle it. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. And um, although I was the one who knew everything and I had that God wink moment I shared earlier yeah. as, as time had progressed and I was doing things in life and trying to navigate things um, I was still in that emotionally distraught place and I made some yeah. bad decisions and I knew yeah. better and I, yeah. and I, and I knew better. I looked back and I went, Patty, what the heck you, you shouldn't have, you know, what, what were you thinking? And, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to give myself some grace. It's, it's okay. <sighs> you were in a place and, and it is what it is. Let's move forward. So mm-hmm. uh, don't hold on to that. Oh, God, I'm just so frustrated. I don't understand this. No, that doesn't serve you. You've got to let that crap go and mm-hmm. just step into what's, you know, coming in the future and let go of, you know, whatever was in the past. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because when we as women talk about what you just said, it empowers other women to be like, okay, I can, I can give myself a break. I can, and I, you know, and recognize, okay, that was a choice. And given where I was at at the time that, you know, but guess I can move forward. I can learn from that. I can be better, but it's showing up and talking about these experiences vocally and authentically that I think gives permission for other people to feel like they can come along and do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, and it really is about, um, even the, you know, educated individuals, I had this knowledge and I still did silly things Yeah, and, and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. We learn from them. We let go and we move forward. Yeah. I love that. That's so important. We'll talk a little bit more about that later when we talk about layers, but yes, so important. All right. The importance of setting and coming back to your why and your values and everything you do. I think this is really important when it comes to how we spend and use our money. Um, And so talk to me about the why and the values piece, not only in your personal life, but in the work and what you teach. Yeah, my big why, well, my why was always my son. He was always the mm. piece that I, I, you know, when I didn't want to get out of bed, you know, he's he's always been my why. He's yeah. now 27 and, um, you know, he's essentially launched. But, um, you know, he continues to be my why. But as yeah. I have gone through um, the, you know, it's a combined 20 years between a mortgage advisor and a financial advisor and these many, many conversations I had with ladies, um, that I just, I decided to leave that comfortable job of being a financial mm-hmm. advisor and go out on my own and, and do this coaching, mm-hmm. um, so that I can touch more on the behavioral piece, touch more mm-hmm. on helping these women from that different level. And my why is really to, make a movement and, a, and, a, and an empowerment mm. for these ladies, because I know that once they feel comfortable and once they're in a happy place, they can then spread that out to their loved ones. And then that ripple goes out into the world. And how beautiful would that be if we can see this kind of change? Yeah. Um, this is just one element, you know, of, of our world. But um, I mean, I speak a lot of the different pieces in my program, but it is so important to um, uh, just, have that confidence and know that you can learn this 
and that yeah. the financial umbrella is not that complicated. It really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I love that again, it's it just that ripple effect, you know, you, yes. you change things generationally. Yes. Um, and I, that's so important. And that's how we move forward and, 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 and change in all these other spaces too, because if you can come up feeling comfortable in that area, then it just blossoms into other areas as well as we, as women move forward and work together and try to make these changes that are best for all of us in the world. And so I yeah. love that you, that you shed light on that. Thank you so much for that. So important and appreciate you, you know, the courage it took for you to step out, you know, and do that. Was that scary or was it just like, no, it's just time. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that transition because that that's bold. Yeah. So I've had a few friends uh, call me ballsy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm like, okay. Um, You know, I, yes, it was scary. It is scary. Um, but I feel very, very aligned with what I'm doing. I feel very in, 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 in uh, I, I feel very purposeful and I feel yeah. like this is truly what I've meant to do. And I think again, that seed was planted decades ago sure. and as I've gone through life and, and had my experiences, it's a culmination of all my work experience, my personal experience. Um, I'm also a certified life coach. So I, I weave mm. a lot of that into the, into the, program and, and just my work. And I know that, um, this is so needed and I know that yeah. I can make such an impact and inspire, um, women. And I, the, 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 the fear of regret came to a point where that was, um, greater than the fear of failure. Mm. I just never wanted to look back and go, oh, I should have really done what I truly felt in my heart. Yeah. And I just wish I could have a do-over at, you know, at 85 years old, it's obviously too late. Yeah. Um, I, I'm doing this kind of late in life. I'm turning 63 in a couple months. Yeah. So, you know, my friends are looking at Medicare and retirement and I'm like, um, hmm, I'm going to pivot and start a new, <laughs> <laughs> a new, a new business. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't need to work 70 hours a week. I don't, I mean, I, right. I, I, I have my, my choices, but, um, I feel like this is such a need in, in, mm. in the world that I want to do what I can, um, while I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah. I love what you talked about that, listening to that inner, we have an inner knowing we yes. have an instinct and we just, I think need as, to, as women to learn to trust that we've been told by the culture not to trust those things in ourselves. And I yeah. think we really need to dispel that myth. I love that. And also it's not, it's not too late to launch your dream, to launch that thing that feels authentic to you. Um, you don't, you know, if you didn't do it in your twenties, thirties, forties, I mean, I'm 53 and I just, you know, have started this venture I'm on and it's the greatest adventure I've taken. And I feel like I'm just at the most creative space in my life. So, you know, I think, you know, listen to this and know that it's, there's not a timeline or a deadline on when you can offer something relevant if your inner knowing is telling you it's time to go down a path. I think that's so important. Yeah, I think learning to trust our intuition is so critical. And and we women have a very strong intuition. And it yeah. is just about um, having that stillness and quiet mm. to be able to listen to it mm. and then take uh, you know steps towards whatever that is saying. And I, I feel truly that if there's something in someone's heart, if they have a dream for a particular business or to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was placed there for a reason. I'm a big believer yeah. of that. And if, yeah. and if 
if that's your desire, it's that's your reality. You just got to take the steps towards that. Yeah. Be bold enough and brave enough to take those steps, baby steps, you know, just little things, one little thing every day. And then suddenly a year later, you'll look back and go, wow, look at how far I've come. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I love that baby step. Start with something that feels doable, you know, and then just to make a movement each day. I think that's so important. And this, and you mentioned this earlier, you talked about friends starting to think about retirement and whatnot, and you're just embarking on this. So talk about living out of your own expectations versus others' expectations and how you've, you're seeing that play out over your life, but even right now. Yeah. You know, as I've gotten older, I just, I, I ignore the outside noise. You know, outside expectations, that's just like, okay, that's your filter. Whatever you're saying, feeling, whatever, that's through your colored glasses. That's that's yeah. your world. That's not my world. Yeah. And we have the ability and capability um, to do whatever we want and mm-hmm. step into our greatness. I know I mentioned that earlier. Um, possibilities, opportunities are endless. And if we have that mm-hmm. mindset that, um, you know, there are things everywhere and there mm-hmm. are. If we have that open mind, opportunities and possibilities will start to be attracted to us. We become a magnet mm-hmm. for what we are thinking. If we're sure. thinking, you know, oh my gosh, I'm this, this, you know, you're in this victim role and I'm always going to be broke or I'm always going to have this struggle. Mm-hmm. Or, that's what you will attract. You will stay stuck there. Yeah. So, um, find friends who support your growth and Mm. hang out with those that are a few steps ahead of you so that, Mm -hmm. you you know, kind of ride their coattails and learn from their, you know, from, from their path. Yeah. Um, But yeah, outside expectations, I don't, I don't, you know, I've had the comments of, you know, what do you, why did you leave a comfortable position as an advisor and, you know, benefits and medical coverage and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cause it's wasn't in alignment with, you know, I'm, mm. I'm taking that knowledge. I love what I did. I love working yeah. with clients. And so I'm taking the same knowledge and experience and I'm just using it differently. Yeah. And I think making it available to women who wouldn't find you otherwise, because yeah. it, it can be intimidating to go into some of those financial spaces where you came from. Whereas I think this is going to allow you to reach women that you wouldn't reach otherwise. You, have you seen that? Does that make, does that seem to be the truth? Yeah. So a lot of times um, uh, when I was with my firm, I would take the incoming calls that were from the website or from mm. an event or whatever. And many of those conversations were with divorced, widowed or mm. single women. And um, they didn't have the portfolio size. A lot of financial planning firms mm. have a minimum. And so uh, we couldn't necessarily bring them on as clients. And I felt bad that I had to sort of, you know, turn them away. Sure. And I would oftentimes have a conversation that lasted an hour with them, kind of guiding them as to what to do and how to, you know, what's, what their next step should be. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't bring them on as a client. And mm. I found that very frustrating too, because I know, you know, there's a, there's a countless number of women out there who, yeah. you know, aren't sitting on a million dollars and still need, some guidance. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably maybe more than the people with the million dollars. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. And that makes sense when you say, when you lay it out that way. All right. Um, Accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. You talked about really well earlier how you had to just like 
own that even with all your knowledge, you made some mistakes along the way and that happens. And that's part of our journey. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about your journey and accepting those layers, all those pieces about us, the good, the bad. I mean, you've gone through some tough stuff with, you know, having a hard time getting pregnant, going through a divorce, having to figure out how to navigate all of that. But also seeing in your journey where you are today and what you're able to offer, I would say all of those things played a role in that, but it can be hard to not push aside the stuff that was difficult or you don't, not as pretty to talk about. So just talk to me about your layers journey. Yeah, I think it's important to, as we're going through those layers, we're all going to go through seasons of stuff. We're going to go through Mm -hmm. seasons of amazing times and seasons of challenging times and painful experiences. And, um, I think I'm, I'm a believer that every one of those is a, um, it's an opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity for us to take the lesson out of whatever that pain is Yeah. Um, to step back and go, okay, this is really, you know, crappy. What can I yeah. do with this? And it's hard at the moment you're in it to think like that, right? Yeah. You're dealing with trying to survive. Yeah. Um, but once you get past that and out of the fog, um, you can look back and go, you know, okay, let's, let's somehow take this and, and learn from this. And I mean, mm. life is full of things, right? I mean, it's, it just, is. it's it, a beautiful it, mess. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful mess. Um, and, and, you know, people with health challenges. Um, I watched my dad, he passed away in 2020 and I watched him mm. struggle and my mom currently has advanced dementia and mm. she's still with us physically. Um, she still knows who I am, thank God, but mm. you know, it's still a, she's, she's not who she was obviously with dementia. Yeah. And, and, and that is just a beast. You it know, is. And, and, I just, and, we just lost our, my mother-in-law to Alzheimer's in March. So, okay. You know, what I know then. that it's a painful, difficult journey. Oh my gosh. It is. It is. And, and, you know, while I'm in it and it's been years and years, you know, like this thing can yes, last. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say, okay, what's the lesson in this when you're in the middle of just, you know, a, a crap storm. Yeah. Um, but you know, you just, I mean, if there's nothing else, it's like, you know, life is so precious mm-hmm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to make this life as fun and as loving and caring and, and impactful as I possibly can. Yeah. Because I don't know if when I'm 85, I'm going to have dementia. I don't know if that's right. going to happen to me. I mean, yeah. that's a fear, right? It's, sure. it's in the family. So, um, I, I am just going to do what I can today, take control of what I can today mm. and not fear the future, not, not dwell on the past and just sort of take the present moment and do what I can. Um, just having faith that it's all working out for it's, you know, greatest good. Yeah. I think that's a great approach. And, you know, I think that you realize too, as you go through that you can't experience the joy without experiencing the pain. It's all part of the package. And so if we start stuffing things and then we're not processing those emotions, it doesn't allow the space for the good stuff because this other stuff is taking up space that you're trying to stuff down and ignore. So yeah, I think just remembering how precious life is and, and seizing every moment the best that we can. Yeah. Great insight on that. Thank you so much. All right. In living out feel, finding empowerment, embracing layers, talk to me about how that has affected your relationship with yourself as well as with others and how it allows you to to do this work you do with these women. 
I think the the culmination of my experience and my um, not work experience, personal experience, going through mm-hmm. my, my different seasons of life, um, I have in time become, I mean, I've always been a loving, compassionate person, but I've become more compassionate and more um, driven to find ways to serve and, mm. and take away the pain that others are experiencing. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think all of us have our own journeys. And if, if we can find a way to take that darkness and make it lightness, like you mm-hmm. said, there's always the contrast. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to do that in the moment. Yeah. But um, just knowing and having faith and believing that that this too shall pass and that yeah. you will get to the other side and at the other side you will be able to somehow take that experience and serve others. I mean, my divorce mm. was extremely painful. And now when I'm speaking to a lady who's going through divorce, I understand that mm. pain. I understand that place. And um, I can relate to that. Mm. So I'm walking that journey, you know, with, with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we are all such complex, beautiful humans and mm-hmm. our layers are what, you know, are, are, uh, you know, it, it let, 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 well, it defines us, but it doesn't. I, I think right. that the, the, the layers, um, make us who we become, but we aren't who we are um, from an outside external situation, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yep. It, it's how we're processed, our our experiences in life, and how we turn that around to, um, you know, to serve others, to, to help others. Um, I mean, I think that's the greatest gift, really. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's so comforting when you're going through a tough time to have someone say, I get it, I've been there and walk alongside you. That mm. can be the light that you need in a dark day. There's so oh, much yeah. power in that. And yeah. so, so I can only imagine the difference you're able to make just with that alone. And then on top of it, are able to offer this other experience to help them and empower them. I think there's so much good in that and probably just creates a trust too. Like, oh, she gets it. She's been there. She can yeah. walk this out with me. She understands um, because I think that's so important. Thank you so much for that. All right. Of course. We are down to the rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you. Ooh, five activities. Well, I just started playing pickleball and that's a hoot. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a heck of a good time with my little pickleball. Um, so that's a newer one. Yeah. Um, I, I meditate. I am a, I daily, you know, I do my, my transcendental meditation. Um, I actually got trained um, at the David Lynch Foundation in, in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So that was okay. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, so I do that. They, they say twice a day and I haven't been able to do that, but I do it every single morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been a game changer. Yeah. Um, I exercise almost every day. So it's either mm-hmm. a weight training or a walk. Walk is yeah. very healing for me. And I mm-hmm. um, will talk to myself while I'm walking and have those yeah. conversations. Um, funny story. I will sometimes put my phone to my, to my, to my face and talk because I don't want people to think I'm talking to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny because, well, you think of, even if you have your earbuds in, if you don't see someone's earbuds in, in yeah. the store and they're just talking, 
I've had I've many times turned around and thought somebody was talking to me and even like waved or said hi or yeah. tried to respond and you're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but the fun thing, that's funny. They're like, I put the phone on, I'm just having a conversation with myself and they don't know no one's there. Unless the phone rings, I'm in trouble. Um, but, <laughs> that's uh, so funny. You know, when, when we had to wear our mask over COVID, you know, we yeah. was a fun thing. But I would oftentimes, I'd walk through the market and I'd be talking to myself and I would be, I'm like, I'm really glad I'm wearing my mask right now because no one can see that I'm talking it's to myself. It's muffling all of that. <laughs> it, was, it was a whisper i'm not like talking loudly sure like you know i like this mask right now because no one can tell them I'm, I'm a basket case um, <laughs> hey you're just working it all out i am a i'm a self-talker too so i understand I, that i think it's great you got yeah, you do sort of self-talk yours like your own therapist um yeah so absolutely it's all good um let's see what was that was that three or four i forgot my count um, i, I I think it yeah. was four. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, spending time with my, my sisters and my friends. I love spending mm. time with loved ones. I get so much nourishment out of a good conversation and just spending time with, with, with them. And, and uh, uh, that just feeds my soul and my heart when I get to you yeah. know, be with my love. Yeah, absolutely. So important. And so, yeah, that's so filling. It's part of that cup filling process. All yeah. right. Five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Um, inspiring, impactful. Um, of service, mm. loving, and uh, just giving of my time. Mm. Well, you're doing that beautifully, and it's it's been such Thank an you. honor to share your story today. So people get a really good, you know, feel and background of what drives you to do this important work that you do. Um, speaking of which, this is all going to be on our website in our sources doc. We'll have an intro to Patty in our show notes. It'll be featured on our social media. But tell us um, right now if if you're driving down the freeway, don't worry, you don't need a pen and paper. You can find it those places. But talk to me about how we can find you and anything you want to share about what you do. Sure. Well, I have a, um, a program is called minding her money and it's mm. a digital course, um, and a coaching program. It's a couple of ways to get involved. At the end of the day, the transformation is financial confidence and peace of mind. Mm. We go through many, there's nine modules and each module is one piece of your world. So we start with self-care. We mm. go into our money story, which is our self beliefs, our limiting beliefs around money and our relationship with money. Um, we talk about getting organized, um, debts, paying off credit cards, you know, creating a budget, spending. Um, we talk about credit, you know, getting your credit score up and why that's important. Uh, mm -hmm. We talk about investing, of course. We have two modules on investing. One is a little more complicated with tax strategies. We go a little bit deeper mm. with that. But okay. it's, all very, it's all spoken in very simple language. Mm. Um, the group coaching is a great place for you to be with other women who are going through mm. this. Um, so my website is pattyhandy.com. It's P-A-T-T-I-H-A-N-D-Y.com. You can click on the Minding Her Money uh, tab to download the roadmap. Uh, that I have for my program and mm -hmm. uh, watch a short training video um, to learn just kind of more about uh, what I do and, and uh, reach out to me there. Tell them the name of your roadmap. It's so fun. I love this name of your roadmap. So that's actually, it's badass investing. Mm -hmm. um, that is just one module of the nine. Okay. So that, okay. That map that's on there is just the badass investing uh, module. But okay. the entire Minding Her Money roadmap of the entire program, you also get when you download that badass one. So okay. 
you'll get two roadmaps really when you jump on there. And um, yeah, those are the nine areas of your life that we that we focus on in in the program. But the badass yeah. investing is is awesome. It's a great model. I, I love that, and I love just the empowerment within that. I think that yeah. that gives like a feeling of I got this straight. Well, so. you know what I always say when people say, you know, what do you do in ten words or less? And and I yeah. I'm like, I teach women how to be badass money managers. Yeah, I and, love it comfortable with their money. And, and that's what you're going to get at the end of this. You're going to feel that confidence. You're going to have the tools. Um, it's structured. It's very structured. It's very, um, you know, simple to follow. And it's just going to be a, you know, a life changing experience. Um, and they get lifetime access to the modules so mm. they can watch it and then, you know, watch it with their kids. If they want to teach their kids sure. some of this information. Oh, um, that's so good. So yeah, it's very, I'm very excited about it. It, it was a, it was a long time coming and, um, it's, it's, it's going to be very impactful. Oh, it is. And thank you so much for sharing these gifts and your knowledge with women and giving them this confidence and this empowerment and this, and all, all we talked about, all the settling that that does on your, on your health, on your mental health, emotional health, that peace you can have to knowing that you know how to take care of yourself and your family. I, I don't think we can say enough about that. So, so appreciate yeah. your work and how you pour into women. Um, feel podcast audience, like I said, go to embracinglayers.com. All this information that Patty shared will be in there and our sources doc, doc will have a blog about this. She will be featured in the show notes. So if you're, like I said, if you're driving down the freeway, don't you worry. There'll be places you can find this or you can just listen back to the episode and take notes. That's all there too. But Patty, thanks so much for your time today and the difference you're making in the world. Thank you, Melissa. I appreciate it. This has been a great conversation. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it so much. All right. Field podcast audience, feel empowered. Go check out Patty's resources. Get, get control and give yourself that knowledge. Fear is the thing that gets in our way. So remove that fear and use these resources that are out there and have a great week. Empowerment, embracing layers, yeah. We